1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast for a monogamous couple. Drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And we are here again with another season 18 extra. This time, look back how it started.
2: Look back, which we were able to discern since they are so generous with these behind the scenes slate images that we do get on here that this was filmed On or around October 4th, 2023, so right around the time when Mary was starting her relationship with famous Amos.
1: Well, and it's just about to be Christine's wedding.
2: These are all very close.
1: That was Robin's slate, though. So we know that was Robin's time that she was there. Is that why she was maybe so emotional?
2: Everything was very heightened for her.
1: You know, the divorce was about to be finalized with the wedding and the wedding night.
2: The penetration. God.
1: You went there. Okay. Oh, dear. What is the riveting TLC description for this episode, Corey?
2: It's going to sound familiar because you're going to hear this again next week. It's basically they just copy and pasted. But here's the one for this week. The TLC description is all but one of Cody Brown's polygamist marriages have completely fallen apart. Now it's time to look back at how the Browns got to this point as they reflect on those early days after each of the four wives entered the family.
1: Has not this entire series been a look back? How Don't many sepia tone I mean, yeah, flashback. flashbacks? It's I a mean, flashback. same thing. A flashback, a look back.
2: You know, Maybe they should have done a flash dance. They could have got... Uh,
1: they had a lot of flash dance footage some... <laughs> they could have pulled from. <laughs> Take your pick. Push it to the limit. Well, they can't pay for the rights for the songs That's anymore. That's true. So.
2: Yeah, and that it, they just end up getting pulled from Amazon Prime that way. That's no good. Well, Carly, unless you have some other lyrics to throw out there for some Flashdance songs. No. Okay. Well, then let's hear the Carly episode rewrite description instead.
1: Cody and Robin recount all the ways the OG wives ruined their precious memories. Mary adds her hypothetical IVF baby to the list of brown kids not speaking to their dad. Robin flees the set when she can't find the pause button on her
2: iPad. It's hard because, yeah, depending on how they're displaying the video for you on the iPad, she's used to all the parent settings that she has on Saul and Ari's iPads, where she has to get her neck right up in the camera (laughs) so it unlocks... And recognizes her as the adult.
1: You think it's not working on facial recognition?
2: Yeah, it's like, I don't know what to go off of here. There's just a whole lot of real estate to work with. <laughs> it's very difficult to hone in here.
1: There was a lot of trouble with the tech items
2: in this episode. To be fair, I believe it was a lot of user error. Not so much the tech that was at fault here, though. Let's clarify.
1: <laughs> well, of course. I mean... An iPad is as close to your iPhone as you can get. And yet...
2: Does Robin have an iPhone? Does Robin
1: have a phone? I mean, we do know she FaceTimed. She wanted, she was wanting to FaceTime, I should say, because nobody wanted to FaceTime with her.
2: Well, did that mean... That was probably why it was so inconvenient, too. She probably wasn't trying to FaceTime, which would be easy and accessible Mm -hmm. on your phone. She was wanting to set up a Zoom call.
1: You're going to need to download the Zoom app.
2: Here's your passcode. Here's my room information that you need to enter in. (laughs) She's using Microsoft Teams. (laughs) Well, the password is password1234, so that is pretty easy to remember. Announcement, we got any hot goss for the week?
1: I don't think so. I know Mary skipped Friday with friends this week. Apparently, it was Jen's anniversary with her husband, so... We didn't get any more information out of them like we normally do.
2: So I guess it was date night for Mary and Amos as well. Mm-hmm. There you go.
1: If they're still dating.
2: <laughs> yeah, if they've made it through Mary finding out all of these horrible, horrible things in his past. Because every news article is a flashback into Famous Amos's past as well.
1: <laughs> You're not going to give up on Famous Amos, are you?
2: No, that's that's who he is.
1: Okay. We'll see how famous he gets. He might not even make it onto the show.
2: Dave's a thumb. Amos is famous.
1: Poor Dave.
2: Oh, bother.
1: Other than that, you can join us over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. This week, we are recapping an episode of Prison Wives. Prison Wives? I think that's
2: what won the poll.
1: Was that the name of it?
2: Prisoners of Love.
1: (laughs) 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 The new Lifetime show that premiered after the Gypsy Rose special. All I want to do is talk about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, though. So, please, join the Discord and talk to me about her.
2: The title that popped into my head is not the title of any show, so I don't know what it was. Was it Prison Brides?
1: Isn't that what I just said? Did I make that up?
2: Now I'm starting to forget. (laughs) Prisoners of Love? (laughs) Prison Break?
1: Well, I could tell you at least what the show is about, which is... Women who have made pen pals with prisoners, and now they are about to be released, and it is time for the wedding bells to ring. Don't you feel like Robin could have gone this direction?
2: No, I think Janelle would be very well suited for this sort of relationship.
1: (laughs) You think Janelle could be a prison bride?
2: I think that she would be the person who's on the outside, who's like, she receives stimulating Letters from her affectionate other who is in the penitentiary. She has a very like civil war type relationship with people.
1: (laughs) You think it would just be like the perfect setting for her because she doesn't have to interact with you any more than she wants to. It's on her own terms. Maybe I'll come visit. Maybe I won't.
2: That's exactly what it is.
1: Maybe I'll send you some money for commissary.
2: Maybe (laughs) I won't. And it's just... Yeah, it's a very cold mountain sort of situation for her. Not Mm. to be confused with Brokeback Mountain, Carly, just to clarify. I
1: was just going to ask, remember the time- Just
2: to clarify.
1: That we watched into two hours of Cold Mountain, and I was confused about when the cowboys were going to show up.
2: (laughs) Right. Different movie. (laughs) But I feel like Janelle would be into that, too. Maybe a little Brokeback Mountain.
1: Well, she loves a cowboy drama.
2: And- Hiking in the woods, the mountains, the trees,
1: the boot lamps, (laughs) everything about it. All right. Shall we get into this?
2: Yes. And we start off with some behind the scenes shots, setting the scene as it were. I think my favorite was when they were tapping Christine in the forehead with the boom mic, (laughs) getting that centered in there, dialed that in. And I thought for a second that they were handing Cody the clapboard, the slate there. But it was just the iPad because that's how they're watching clips. They're like, we're not setting up a whole monitor for you. Just I loaded them all as video clips in the photos folder there for you. Just go ahead and open that up.
1: Well, I guess it would be weird if we were watching them just stare off camera, right?
2: Like at the (laughs) tell-alls.
1: They're like, it makes people uncomfortable then. At least there's someone else on stage with you. We, We can't do it. For a full forty-five minutes,
2: and with Robin, it's really hard to tell—is she watching? Is she not watching? I can't get a read on this eye line. I don't know where we're looking.
1: <laughs> She's left the building. She's gonna leave the building, so <laughs> <laughs>
2: eventually, yeah, get ready
1: for that. All right. Well, we start the episode off, and to summarize, life before Robin, BR, it was good.
2: I like how we immediately caught Cody in a lie, and Mary called him out on it because he was talking about how. He loves Robin so much when he went a-courting, but that doesn't mean that he fell out of love with any of his wives. It means that he just loved all of his wives originally, and now he loves Robin, too, in addition to.
1: Well, that was old Cody,
2: right? Oh, yes. Very long time ago. And how far we've come.
1: So everybody's like in re these memories of their family before Robin and her kids meshed with theirs. Took over the top spot.
2: Okay. <laughs> Everybody agrees that their hair looked terrible, which <laughs> yeah. I wonder, are we going to be saying the same thing in 10 years?
1: Um. Okay. Can we talk, though, about Cody's hair? Because how can he look back and say that his hair looks worse then than it does today?
2: Because I think for him, there is an illusion of hair now that he's more comfortable with.
1: I think it's that he's just he's grown comfortable with his curly girl lifestyle
2: there's a safety in the the formula there to just have that sort of rigid structure that ceremony that you have to do
1: although it was around the same time that he and mary had the same haircut so (laughs) it could be that it is subconsciously reminding him of someone that he greatly dislikes.
2: He's trying to yeah, distance himself from those decisions now. But this is all just proof that Robin got tricked. Look at how happy these family members are to interact with each other and pretend that everything is so great before Robin joins the family. They tricked her. She fell in love with that, the illusion of the family, because this isn't real. What we're seeing right now in front of us, this look back, it's not real.
1: That was all a facade. As we know. And Cody's so good at acting that he pretended to pretend it? Pretend?
2: He's the Meryl Streep of polygamy.
1: Of weddings.
2: Of everything.
1: Of pretending to be happy and in love at his wedding. I mean, with the exception of the one to Christine because,
2: (laughs) well, I
1: mean, even the picture, he does look a little bit in shock and awe.
2: He got a little burned out.
1: He can't believe that he's actually there doing this.
2: Well, I just thought that Cody's recollection about his wedding night with Mary, it almost seemed like, did he almost forget to bang her on their wedding night too? It sounded like he was so caught up with being the center of attention at their wedding. And he was like, wow, this is awesome. And then he remembered later on in the night, oh yeah, I have to like go home and live with Mary now. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no.
1: It's like, it's Michael Scott energy. Michael Scott and Jan. If they had gotten married, that's what it would have been like.
2: So I think this is when Cody gets addicted to weddings, though. He had his first high with Mary, and now he's going to be chasing that dragon. He's got to get some more wives on board here as soon as possible.
1: But the next two weddings are kind of bummers. Like, Janelle just has a small ceremony because, like, none of her family's into it, aside from her mom.
2: She didn't even have a wedding dress. Into his dad. Well, yeah, that's the only reason she came.
1: No, and she dressed in matching outfits with Mary. So, like, even worse.
2: Oh, like she didn't have a wedding dress and then she matched with Mary yes. too? Wow. Okay, yeah.
1: So, you know.
2: There's very American Girl doll type <laughs> look and feel about it too.
1: Just as you would expect I, from <laughs> Janelle. I think,
2: yeah, so... Well, who would, okay, which American Girl dolls would Mary and Janelle be, Carly?
1: <laughs> um, Mary is Samantha because she's a little bitchy.
2: Is Samantha, A little more, stuck up. A little more privileged, though, than Mary, probably. You think? She comes from uh, She will not live in a home
1: with sliding glass doors. That's
2: true. Yeah.
1: She's a Samantha.
2: Mm.
1: Um, Janelle. Janelle is a little tougher. You know what? I would say Janelle is a molly. I thought
2: molly. Yep. You
1: know, rough and tough, ready to get out there and scrape a knee.
2: <laughs> ready to read a book. <laughs> ready to read a book. <laughs> and that's about and it.
1: And wear a sweater vest. That is Janelle.
2: She can't find her glasses.
1: <laughs> you know, I would love to keep theorizing this. <laughs> Just so you know, yeah, I the audience needs to understand that I never received an American Girl doll. In my childhood, and um, there's there's still a piece of me in my inner child that, that's devastated by that. So
2: Oh, and the real trauma is now that you're an adult that hates clutter, you can't even justify me purchasing you an American Girl doll as a gift no, now where would I put it? to make up for that because what am I going to do with this thing?
1: I mean, what was the fun of it was when I wanted one when I was little, and I wanted to read the books, and I, wa- I could fit in the clothes to match with it.
2: Missed the boat on that, I suppose. Oh, well.
1: Where were we? Okay, so it was Janelle's wedding, Christine. Um, he does actually say something normal about their wedding. Instead of trashing Christine, he does talk about how, you know, um, it was nice that we were able to make a family together and all that. But maybe we should have taken more time to get to know one another before we got married.
2: Cut to Cody and Robin because Cody is telling the whole family that he's looking to ask if Robin would like to join their family. And all of the children are now knowing that they have to show excitement about this. There's this forced excitement because if I don't, then I'm going to catch some flack over it.
1: Well, the other thing is the kids don't really understand the implications of this because they have always had their three moms as part of their family. From the time they were born. So they don't truly know what it's going to be like to have Robin come into the family.
2: But man, just hearing Robin talking about how Cody was the perfect man for her. And she was talking about that list again. And I would do anything to get my hands on that list. First of all, I don't think it existed.
1: You think she made that up? I think she made that up. I don't know. She seems to really love to manifest. So I could see her writing a list of her perfect man.
2: Yeah, but I feel like she had to like burn it and throw it in the cauldron to finish the spell or something like that. Like there <laughs> it doesn't was a, exist anymore. It doesn't exist in this plane that we are anymore. So I'm just wondering, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she wrote it in lipstick on her mirror, like all of her other motivational quotes that she had on her mirror at the time there when they were moving to Vegas, the Flea High move.
1: Well, what do you think was on it? A man with enough money to pay off her Victoria's Secret credit card?
2: it doesn't even have to be about the man with the money, just the family having the money to pay that off. Sure.
1: A family full of babysitters.
2: That I will never use and I will still hire externally.
1: (laughs) Well, that's because she didn't vet them well enough. She really wasn't sure, you know, what the parenting style was.
2: Didn't match up.
1: She did not clock that in the 10 months that she was courting Cody.
2: There's got to be a setting for that on... uh... I almost said rover, but that's for that's for dogs, isn't it? That is. Yep, there's probably there's probably a setting for that.
1: Is it like babysitter.com.
2: <laughs> Dear god. If you're looking for anyone to watch your children, please do not go to babysitter.com.
1: I don't even want to google it to see if it's real. I don't
2: want to check. But somebody better buy that domain.
1: I'm sure somebody <laughs> owes it.
2: Starting a whole babysitter.com thing.
1: Maybe Robin should have leaned into that. She is like the number one seeker of babysitters and nannies.
2: Yeah, it's like Angie's list. It's Robin's <laughs> list. It's who would you hire to watch your children? To Who would you hire on as contractors to hang up paintings in your house? Not to put up curtains or drapes, though. No, to Where go to the grocery store for you during COVID. Personal shoppers. Because honestly, if we've learned anything from the shopping at home sort of scenarios that are available at grocery stores now, not everybody knows what's good produce. They don't know what you're looking for. It's on your list, but they've never heard of that. I don't think Robin would be able to pick out a good cantaloupe.
1: Never seen a banana in their (laughs) whole lives. Mary
2: has. (laughs) 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 She's seen a few.
1: Walked right into that one. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of Mary, she was like, can I like not watch this clip of Robin talking about how she and Cody are soulmates?
2: Oh, Cody, on the contrary, loved watching these clips, though, because this was a very special time in his life where he finally fell in love.
1: <laughs> he was fucking tearing up while he was watching
2: this. He was having such an emotional reaction to it. But I think just Janelle and Christine calling out, Yeah, this was the time about when Robin was coming into the family where there should have been some growth from Cody that we should have seen. It's always a challenge. It's always difficult to add somebody else into the mix in a polygamist family. But that's where Cody should have stepped up and lived up to those expectations and the standards that we had set. But clearly, he was not doing that. He just went all in on favoritism, all in on this preference with Robin. And left everybody else in the dust.
1: Which really sucked because they were excited for Robin to join the family. We hear that from Christine, from Mary, from Janelle. Was there jealousy? Of course, it's only natural. But they did want her to become part of their family. They were genuine about that. But that's not the side of the story that we get from Cody or Robin. According to both of them, no one was happy about it. No one, including, I guess, the three (laughs) women who told their husband that yes, he could indeed court you and marry you.
2: I think Mary's point here was that you can feel jealousy, but you can still be supportive generally of what's going on. But where Cody and Robin are drawing the line is no, if you felt any sort of jealousy at all, then you're a horrible human being. You're a shitty sister wife, and you're basically the reason why this family's falling apart.
1: Yeah, they have an all-or-nothing mentality, which has been the problem with this the entire time. Either you're all for us or you're all against us, which is definitely a Cody thing that we've seen over the past few seasons. This is all just another rewriting of history, though, and Mary points that out. I swear that they used footage here that they also used in the season— Which was the clip of her wearing that red shirt where she says, was he lying then or is he lying now?
2: I think he's always lying. If we're being honest, it's just whatever works for him in the exact scenario that he's in, but he's never going to be completely honest about anything because I don't think he even knows what's going on inside of himself. And it's scary to think about that or to find anything out about what his actual motives are or his reasoning behind things. I think Cody's afraid of that.
1: Mary does pretty much say that. She's like, he's just trying to make this fit his current narrative. That's just the way this dude's mind works.
2: Well, just seeing that footage, that season one, episode one reassurance that Cody was giving us, lying about everything, about how he loves Robin and all the rest of his wives, that tune has changed over the last few years because now... It was, he never loved anybody except for Robin. He didn't know what love was until he met Robin.
1: I feel like that would be a fair thing to say. If you didn't say you never loved them. Instead, I thought I was in love with you. I loved you to a certain degree.
2: Well, that was, I think that's what he's trying to say when he's doing the duty.
1: Well, but but he's not because he, no. He's just trying to tell them that he never loved them because he's trying to get back at them for them leaving him. He has to negate all feelings he's ever had for them and make them feel shitty.
2: But Mary did. She nailed it on the assessment. It's just rewriting history so that this this works out in his favor any way that he wants it to. Knock yourself out, Cody.
1: I'll rewrite it again. Flip, flop. <laughs> he's going to... Snip, snap.
2: <laughs> He's going to be back and forth on this a couple more (laughs) times, probably.
1: But like, rest assured, because we have Robin's pledge to us that had she seen any inkling of favoritism from Cody, she would have backed away from that shit. There is no way she would have continued this courtship.
2: Look, Robin doesn't know a lot of things, but Robin knows polygamy. Okay. Coming into this family, she knows a thing or two. She's seen when men in polygamous families can have a preferential treatment towards one, maybe two of the wives. I wonder where she got that experience from. Was it possibly her dad? Because I'm pretty sure her mom made it abundantly clear. You got to be number one. You got to be primero numero uno.
1: Her mom was basement wife.
2: Bottom of the basement wife.
1: Other state wife.
2: (laughs) Side chick stuff. And yes, so Robin knew right away, uh, you have to become the favorite and then deny that you're the favorite. That's the unspoken thing here. That's the lesson that Robin learned.
1: So hard cut to Cody and Robin's very monogamous looking wedding pictures that they did not take of just themselves on their wedding day.
2: Remember, Robin made such a big point to not have any photos of her and Cody alone on their wedding day, even though there's clearly photos of her and Cody alone on their wedding day. So,
1: Well, we didn't take them on our wedding day because that's the thing that's going to upset the wives, right? That we took photographs together on the day we got married. Not that when they walk into our home, the walls are going to be littered with pictures of just the two of us and our kids as though we are one family completely apart from the rest of everyone else.
2: But Robin is so inclusive with this wedding planning. We... Learn that right away. There's no denying how much involvement she wants to have with her sister wives.
1: I will say Christine was very complimentary of how far out of her way Robin went to make them feel included in her wedding, which we know Christine didn't do. Not this time around. I mean, also not this time around, but the first time.
2: Yeah, nobody else had an input in this one with David. Two thumbs up. But... That was a quick one. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mary was even talking about that. She felt like a guest at Christine's wedding when Christine married into the family.
1: You're a guest at a dinner party.
2: That's all you get. Yeah, that's. there was no ceremony for...
1: There was no dancing. Spiritual There, there was no reception.
2: Why would it feel like a guest at a wedding? It would feel like a big, awkward dinner.
1: You stopped by for something to eat.
2: It's a meal that I happen to be invited to with a bunch of other people that I don't know. <laughs> with,
1: a, with a woman I, I'm kind of friends with in her <laughs> JonBenet Ramsey nightgown. <laughs> Never forget.
2: Oh, pineapples. <laughs>
1: <Just> pineapples <laughs> and milk. That was all that was on the menu that night. Mary didn't even have a say in what she'd like to eat. <laughs>
2: If Christine turned up murdered that night, Mary would be suspect number one, though, because, you know, she would write a two and a half page note, too, with a bunch of movie references.
1: You think she'd get carried away?
2: I think so. I think she would.
1: Anyway, that's like the norm.
2: <laughs> okay, but <well> that- <laughs> That is just, a normal <laughs> polygamist wedding. This is the start of, well, if you're talking about Jean Bonnet wedding dresses, let's talk wedding dresses.
1: Oh, yes, it is time for Robin to officially put on the record that Cody did not pick her wedding dress. Why are we even saying that that's what happened?
2: The audacity of this woman.
1: We heard him tell us in front of you. And you didn't deny it back then. You didn't say that's not true, Cody. You didn't pick my wedding dress. But now all these years later, that's that's not what happened.
2: The opinions have shifted, so now I have to change what my official stance was.
1: It really was hard to watch Christine re-watch this yet again because she seemed just as gutted as she did when it first happened, hearing Cody say that Robin's dress was just like he had seen in his dreams. Well, I think she (laughs) although her dress was something you would see in your dreams too.
2: Whose dreams?
1: My dreams? No. Not, no, I'm saying Christine's uh, no. nightgown is a thing of dreams. for dreams. <laughs> not,
2: like not... Freddy Krueger dreams? <laughs> like, like, oh my God, I'm drowning in a sea of fabric? Or, dear God, I can't get out of this knapsack? <laughs> um,
1: it's like a, a Golden Girls nightgown situation.
2: <laughs> I think the reason why it was such a big deal for Christine was because she had attributed that moment as the moment when she realized, oh, Cody loves Robin more than he's ever cared about me. So that kind of sucks.
1: Well, yes. And then they all had this realization of Robin's a fake bitch.
2: <laughs> well, well, yeah, because it it's that part. First realization is, oh, wow, that sucks because I've always had doubts. Maybe Cody doesn't love me. And this kind of confirms all of those doubts that I've ever had. But then also the flip side of that is that very early on in their relationship with Robin, they were pretty trusting with Robin. She seemed trustworthy. And then you're starting to realize this bitch will turn on you. She'll flip. She's got secrets that
1: she's keeping from us. She went to a bridal store with us and pretended that she cared about our opinions And then as soon as we weren't filming anymore, she ran back off to the store with Cody because at the end of the day, the only opinion that matters to her is his.
2: To which Cody then was kind of giving credence to Christine in her jealousy in this moment here. But he was referring to this as irrational jealousy. And I was like, this sounds like the most rational amount of jealousy. It's very cause and effect, you could kind of connect the dots as to what the origin of that jealousy is, what that's rooted in. So to say that it was irrational didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me.
1: That's been his thing, though. He gaslit them into not believing that the things that were upsetting them had any actual root cause. It's all just their irrational woman brains
2: it's between you and God. It's not anything that I'm doing as a shitty husband. <laughs> I think you need to take this up with God.
1: The audacity of this man, though, when he says that he's still upset, I don't think that I've forgiven. And then he stopped the sentence because he, he went into another world of a, another word salad. He is still upset that he feels like the other wives, particularly Christine, stained this experience for him and Robin because this was a memory he was looking back on fondly that he helped pick her wedding dress and it was something that pissed them off and then upset Robin in turn.
2: And then Robin's doubling down.
1: We didn't do nothing wrong. All he did was tell her the exact dress he wanted and then she picked that one.
2: And then Cody is shocked. Why would Christine have this sort of reaction when I clearly didn't want to be involved in picking her dress? Because I didn't really want to marry her.
1: You know what it reminds me of? The cake. When they went to the cake tasting and they were giving Robin a hard time for voting for the same flavor as Cody and saying she was just picking it because that's the one Cody liked.
2: It was all in the same time frame there.
1: Little did they know. She did the same thing with the dress. No,
2: they knew. I think that was why they were given a hard time I don't think they knew
1: that. Do you think they knew that at the time? That was
2: right in that. Time frame. So it, they might have found out about the dress before they did the cake testing. I, I feel don't like know. they would
1: have been shitty during the cake testing.
2: I feel like they were a little shitty during the cake <laughs> testing, which is good. They rightfully should be.
1: And like At one point, Cody's like, why were my wives even there picking out a dress without me? Because when in the history... Of weddings, aside from
2: Tony and McKelty, Tony and McKelty's <laughs> wedding—it's just—it's only Tony and McKelty. They're the only other ones.
1: Has it been a known tradition for the groom to go help pick the bride's dress? That's another reason they're upset. It's not even th- a thing that typically happens, and you went out of your way to do it with her. Maybe that smells of favoritism. I don't know.
2: I'm getting whiffs, yeah, some scent of it. A little bit there, but
1: Janelle is so noncommittal about that. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe this is the beginning. Maybe it wasn't. Who knows?
2: Pick a lane, Janelle. Come on. But yeah, to then blame the wives about ruining Cody and Robin's special day. We gave them a special day. (laughs) Me and Robin gave them, the wives, the other wives, a special day. That was
1: all about us.
2: Because it was so great that day. Celebrating me and Robin and our existence.
1: And our love for one another. But it was a day for them, and they ruined it with all their criticism.
2: It should have been the best day of my life, and they ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) So, well done, sister wives.
1: Okay, that's why I think there's going to be a Cody Robin recommitment ceremony.
2: Yeah, they have to get the stink of the other wives off of their wedding day now right. because that was the most magical, memorable, and special time of their lives, and it's been spoiled now.
1: So They're just gonna have to redo it on TLC's dime, especially since they just paid for Christine's wedding. So can't you send us to some tropical location and let us renew our vows?
2: Maybe not Hawaii though.
1: No, we can't have pork.
2: Cody doesn't do pork. <laughs> some
1: some place with no pork. Porkless. <laughs> A porkless wedding reception, recommitment ceremony. They won't say that.
2: No, I don't think so. Too close
1: to commitment ceremony. We saw what that did to Robin in this episode.
2: Because you know there's going to be some sort of porking after the uh, commitment (laughs) ceremony. So So
1: not completely porkless. Not totally
2: porkless. Just porkless enough for Cody's comfort.
1: All right. It's time to flee high.
2: Yeah, we're moving to Vegas. We have decided to move to Vegas. No turning back. Go on, Carly, finish it. No turning back. Okay. I was inspired. Amanda was singing some uh, gospel songs on their stream, and I thought I would follow suit here with this. This was a very special moment for me. Carly has no idea what's going on right now. (laughs) Do you, do you know that song? You don't even want to know what I thought it was. What did you think it was? Please, oh, you have to say now.
1: I just assumed it was the intro
2: to the Beverly Hills. <laughs> that's how, that's what you thought the Beverly Hillbilly song sounded like. I know it's
1: not. I know it's not.
2: <laughs> that's not what the Beverly Hillbilly song sounds like. Okay,
1: at all? Are you? Look, it's just what came to mind. very
2: different. (laughs) (laughs) Similar in theme, though. (laughs) Well, the way that I spun it. Yeah, because they've decided to move to Vegas. We have to get out of here.
1: Are you not going to enlighten me as to what that was?
2: (laughs) It was a Jeebus song.
1: Well, that's why I don't know it.
2: Yeah, that's why. It's okay. (laughs) Don't worry about it. See, religion used to be super important for the Browns, too. That's what we found out in this segment.
1: The prayer circle, it was their best asset as a family. Not their
2: fearless leader, Cody Brown. Not so much a big deal for the family anymore. We don't do so much praying. No more huddles. Robin
1: used to feel so much destiny when they would pray like that together.
2: But the High move, those were hard times. The kids, they struggled with the move. But life did eventually get better in Vegas. Mostly for Cody and Robin. For instance... We have Robin announcing her pregnancy because they couldn't even wait to get out of that rental to get knocked up.
1: All right. I am tired of them talking about what a horrid experience this was for them, that the kids and some of the wives reacted negatively to the news that Robin was pregnant with Solomon.
2: I feel like Cody and Robin never acknowledged that Christine was the first person to run over... Scream with joy and hug Robin and congratulate her at that baby announcement.
1: No, she was always a shit sister wife.
2: That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about all these horrible teenagers and their judgmental stares.
1: Let's focus on the children. (laughs) The children who wronged us. To,
2: To be the petty adult who holds this shit against these teenagers who are now adults, but you're still holding it against the adults for their teenage behavior when they were teenagers, you are acting like a teenager now as a petty adult.
1: That's already like teenager behavior, right? These were kids who were just uprooted from everything they've ever known, every sense of safety that they had. And now they're finding out that in the midst of all of this change, there's also going to be a new sibling who. From dad's new wife. I wonder why it didn't go over so
2: well. It's because these kids just ruin everything for Robin.
1: So much so that she was just terrified to have to announce her second pregnancy.
2: The Ari announcement. Robin couldn't even bring herself to do it. She was so scared.
1: That's not what she said, though, because instead she had to position herself as a martyr. Oh, right. Mary never gets to announce another pregnancy to the rest of the family. So I'm going to let her take the lead on this one.
2: Well, and this is the baby that would have been Mary's surrogate baby, but instead I've gotten knocked up because Mary and Cody didn't go through with in vitro fertilization.
1: Do you think she thought Ari was like Mary's spirit baby? Not
2: spirit baby necessarily, but remember, Robin did extend that offer to Mary when she had literally moments ago just given birth to Saul and then was offering to be Mary's surrogate, so the clock was ticking on that offer, though, because she's like, "Look, Cody, I'm gonna fill
1: this womb eventually.
2: Yeah, it's space is limited, <laughs> and
1: we don't have time to wait on you making a decision.
2: Cody's not pulling out anytime soon. The, <laughs> the brownie batter is a plenty.
1: It's a cauldron of cum.
2: It's a- <laughs> We're- I'm gonna get a yeast infection here if we don't hurry up and make a decision. <laughs> oh my
1: God. Well, she made a good decision though with having mary announce the pregnancy it turns out when you have the person the family fears the most announce bad news everyone does their best to pretend to be excited
2: well no how about how about this scenario the kids have been more established in the cul-de-sac they have stable homes and they're doing well in school they're back to having their own social structures that are available to them now and support systems. Maybe we're all just in a better place because there's less chaos, and now you're not another thing that's getting added to the list here of just things that are fucking up your life. (laughs) You think that's what it was? I think that's probably a bigger factor (laughs) overall.
1: Oh, Only if they had just waited until they'd moved out of the shared family rental to impregnate Robin the first time, maybe it would have gone over better.
0: So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at Byheart.com. It's time to have dates.
2: Yeah, we got some Chichen Itza sweats coming up again.
1: (laughs) I was so excited to see that that's what they (laughs) pulled. So we're seeing the footage of Mary and Cody on one of their anniversary trips to Mexico.
2: A couple of them from Mexico.
1: Were they like just a compilation of clips of them in Mexico?
2: I think so, because they've done quite a few trips to Mexico as part of the show here.
1: Well, the Chichen Itza sweats one will forever be my favorite, since I understand.
2: Very special moment.
1: (laughs) Special (laughs) to me as well. (laughs) And while we're watching this, Cody is professing his... Professing.
2: Yes. I got there.
1: Mm -hmm. His love for Mary and
2: her sense of adventure. It's the love he used to have, but... Didn't ever have, if you ask him now today. I, why didn't the producers ask him point blank, boy, you sure we're talking about how much you love Mary? Because What's the it deal? Was
1: probably a 45 minute word salad about how he was trying to convince himself that he was in love with her by finding all these positive attributes <laughs> that he really enjoyed and admired.
2: When in reality, she just reminds him so much of himself. And that was the only reason why he loved her to begin with. But then it's ultimately the reason why he began to hate her. (laughs) So true.
1: (laughs) The lows were really low. The highs were really high. We saw Christine and Cody having a paintball fight, going on a couple of different dates on the Vegas Strip.
2: Just a lot of Cody seeming like he loves his wives, wives who aren't Robin.
1: Enjoying spending time with them.
2: Every single one of them in different aspects where Christine was like, is he pretending? Was he pretending? It didn't seem like he was. Me personally, I feel like I could see it as pretending or if that's what you want to call that. I feel like when things are good, Cody's good, especially at that time, but he wouldn't want to work on anything. Like if anything goes wrong, he doesn't want to put effort into that.
1: Well, because these relationships don't really mean that much to him in the end.
2: Yeah, it's like they're beneficial and they do work out and it's great when they are going well and nobody's complaining and we can just kind of breeze through stuff. But if we actually have to dig in or figure out what we're doing, I don't like that.
1: That's interesting because like a lot of Christine's complaints were about Cody's inability to be a husband to her on a regular basis. With things that like you actually need help with in real life with a partner.
2: And for her, it was intimacy, a lack of intimacy. And we're not just talking about brownie batter. We're talking about that connection, that deeper emotional fulfillment that you get in a relationship or that you should get from a relationship because Christine certainly wasn't getting it.
1: No, he just wanted to come over when she was throwing a party or she had cooked dinner for the whole family. Those or fish
2: tacos, man.
1: <laughs> gotta get those fish tacos. Or when the kids were ready to jump all over him and have him be the center of their world when he walked through the door, that was all great.
2: The worship. He likes being worshipped whenever he would show up and just be adored. But he doesn't really like returning that favor to anybody else. He just no, except wants, for Robin. He wants the spotlight on him. Well, and that's the nice thing is that when... It is on Robin. It's Robin and Cody are together. So he still gets to share in some of that. <laughs> the spotlight. they are one. He still gets that little glow about him, too.
1: <laughs> this is where Mary can't control the iPad. She's opening <laughs> the camera.
2: We're trying to see more clips, but Mary's struggling over here. She's pulled up the camera. Now I guess she only knows how to set up for Friday with friends, so she just instinctively went for the camera.
1: Does she just do everything on her phone? Does she run Lula Ro, Lula Ro lives from her phone?
2: She's posting thirst trap selfies like, like Martha Stewart.
1: Don't you think that maybe an investment in an iPad would have been a business expense in that case? No? Okay. How is she reading the comments? No wonder she can never see anything.
2: Yeah, she just bans everybody. It's a (laughs) tiny little screen. The comments are just flying by. That's what it is, guys. She
1: can't read these. I'm banning
2: everybody. If you're commenting, (laughs) I'm assuming it's negative.
1: (laughs) All right, to IVF or not to IVF, that is the question we heard about what seemed like infinitely in the beginning of this show. It was
2: years. There were multiple seasons where this was lingering over the storylines here between Mary and Cody. We had the initial conversation in Mexico, and then we had a date on the rocks because our relationship was on the rocks. So that was very fitting. And Cody's ultimate decision, let's leave it up to God. It doesn't seem like God wants us to have another baby. So I think I'm cool with that.
1: This was so sad because Mary was going to tell him that she had finally decided she did want to try IVF. And he beat her to the chase by making sure to tell her right away. You you know what I thought about it? I think it's not a good idea.
2: I think he beat her to the punch. punch Or he cut to the chase, Carly. So... (laughs) Be careful.
1: Look at what this show is doing to me. Be careful. I am turning into Cody Brown.
2: Well, also, we learned that Cody believes that he will live till the age of 110. <laughs> we were reminded of that. He so. is pickling himself with all of this supplement. This is true. It's very special times. I feel like this was, looking back on it through the different lens here, this felt reminiscent of the Coyote Pass breakup conversation where – Mary was going to tell Cody something that she had decided, but she knows that Cody has already decided something and she wants Cody to state his case to her, but he doesn't want to do that. So he did eventually buckle and he stated his case for the IVF situation here, but it was the opposite of what Mary had intended or wanted her decision to be. So she didn't really put too much of a fight up about it because she already knew he didn't want to do what she wanted to do. So she just let that go. Whereas on Coyote Pass, when they were talking about the breakup, they were on the same page and she was just holding out because you told me face to face before. I want you to tell the cameras too. Well,
1: fool me once.
2: Honestly, though, it worked out for the best, right? I mean, what would we be doing with Mary's second kid at this stage in the show?
1: Can you believe that she said that that kid would be 15 years old now? That can't be right. I'm, not, isn't that, I'm pretty that's, bad at that's, math. That's, wait, wait a
2: minute. But
1: isn't that older than Truly?
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so, when were we talking about IVF? When were we talking about that?
1: I I wonder. Wait, is this the? Was she referring to the baby that she had a, a miscarriage?
2: No, I that think was she was talking years before
1: about Truly. Or she's just really bad at math.
2: I think she was talking about, there have probably been multiple conversations about IVF. And I'm sure that if they had decided the initial time, that might have been 15 years ago. But I think that was close to the time with her miscarriage, where that was probably not the time that she wanted to try for that. It was a little traumatic, probably, in that experience.
1: Well, either way, long story short, is that with the way things have gone down, And the state of Cody's relationship with her, the state of his relationship with his other kids, it doesn't seem like Mary and this baby would be at the top of his priority list right now.
2: Yeah, imagine how that would fit into these current family dynamics because I feel like that was Mary's way of basically saying he's a pretty shit dad now. So it's probably for the best that this didn't work out. Because honestly, Robin is the baby that Mary threw at this relationship to fix it. We've already established that. We know work. that. It didn't work, and we didn't need to create anybody else to bring into this equation.
1: Uh, we already talked about jealousy, but then we have to like loop back again to specifically talk about Christine's jealousy.
2: Well, I just love how Christine never hid any of this, because if you just harbor jealousy and then you're doing shitty things or saying backhanded comments or being mean or outright aggressive with people, Mary, uh, then that's a problem. But Christine never hid any of this. She was very open and honest and upfront about what she was going through every step of the way. She was open and honest with Robin. She was open and honest with Cody. And she was realizing what was happening when Robin joined the family. She worked herself into the rotation here and then this rotation when they started going to therapy and they started figuring out, oh, Cody's always at Robin's house. There is no more set rotation. There is no shared equity of time.
1: She even had like adjusted her expectations because she knew Robin's the new wife, she's the new shiny object. I understood that he would probably want to spend more time with her, but then that just never changed.
2: But then more audacity from Robin. To then have her assessment be, you know, I feel like the other wives were never accepting of me because they'd been through so much struggles and drama together uh, before I joined the family to fix everything. So they already
1: had this established pattern of not trusting or wanting to have close relationships with one another. So when Robin was open and willing to facilitate that type of relationship between herself and them, they were like, no, thank you, daddy.
2: That and she is then blaming them for not making her feel welcome, where it seems like everything that we've seen, the wives are very accepting of Robin, given the circumstances. But it's their fault, according to Robin. That's why they were never able to have a good relationship.
1: But her conscience is clear because she's going to go to God and stand there and know what she did and know what she didn't do. So that's all that matters.
2: That seemed like an overkill statement. I can stand before God with a clear conscience?
1: Well, yeah. She just takes everything so personally. Does
2: she mean stand before Cody with a clear (laughs) conscience? I think that's what she meant.
1: (laughs) She takes everything so personally where... I feel like the other wives really blame a lot of this on Cody. Like, sure, Robin didn't discourage him from spending more time with her and growing closer with her kids and kind of pulling away from everybody else. But Cody was supposed to be the one who realized that he was spending too much time with her and been fair and equitable. And he didn't. And that was his own choice.
2: Become the favorite and deny that you're the favorite. That's the lesson. That's what she has learned.
1: Denial is a good segue for Mary with the catfishing. (laughs) Well, it wouldn't
2: be a look back or a flashback or a flashbang (laughs) without some catfish saga. You remember the dark times as Mary describes them.
1: Cody is still so angry watching Mary talk about the experience of being catfished.
2: I don't like to side with Cody, but I will say that i feel like there is still a little bit of mary's denial of involvement with the catfish from the extent of saying there was this situation there was a man who was very attractive to her who was giving her things that she needed and in her mind would she have left if sam were a real person would she have left cody for him i think the answer would be yes but mary has to keep saying no no no
1: I was never going to leave. They just coerced me into saying those things. They were
2: yeah, convincing me that I needed to reassure them of these things and say all this stuff so that they would have things against me. I don't think that's 100% true.
1: I do think it was a very twisted relationship and that she maybe still doesn't even fully understand exactly what happened, but you did seem to have the intention of Taking this relationship from being an online friendship, as she called it, to a very real, in-person, intimate relationship. And the only thing that stopped it was him not being a real person.
2: A lot of people in the family had assumed that Mary was having an affair, that she was leaving the family. What was interesting to me was it sounds like Robin is the one who was perpetuating a lot of the ideology of Mary's leaving. She'll always sprinkle those seeds around whenever it's applicable, because it was in relation to the catfishing, where Robin was very nervous about that, seemed like it, and she was saying, oh no, Mary's leaving the family. And then it became, Mary's buying the b and She's leaving the family. She's moving to Parowan. She's leaving the family. So it's all of these different circumstances that have arisen, where Robin is at the forefront, voicing the concern of mary leaving the family
1: she's manifesting it <laughs> if she says it enough times out loud maybe it'll happen
2: well what was interesting too it did was the time that she did tell mary maybe you should just go and mary was like don't ever say that to me again because i'm seriously considering it <laughs> like it is basically what the moral of that story was because that was before the lula row money was coming in too so she had other reasons to keep mary around I think this was just a way to constantly undermine Mary and never let her get footing and get a hold back into Cody's good graces for any reason whatsoever.
1: Right, because there's always this distrust.
2: Doubt, yes.
1: Is she going to stay or is she going to go? She almost went the first time.
2: She's not reliable. You can't trust her.
1: It's time to watch the commitment ceremony. Oh, before we get off the catfish, we have to acknowledge one of our legal wife voicemails, which...
2: It was a mystery one. It was
1: Yeah, a, a mystery caller who shall remain nameless. Thank you for pointing out the joke at the end of the last episode with Mary and Jen speculating about how maybe Mary would date a pilot and that that was because the picture that the catfish used on Mary was of an actor who was in that Pan Am show that nobody watched.
2: Did anybody watch that? Was it on for very long? Nope, I don't think so. But that was how Mary was able to discover that Sam was not, in fact, a real person. She reverse image searched it, finally. That's all you got to do.
1: All right, the ceremony. We're watching everybody in these horrible dresses yet again walk down, the kids lining up one by one to, to receive their twilight leather bracelets <laughs> with the tree on them, never forget <laughs> And as soon as Cody starts reading the mission statement, Robin starts to freak out.
2: And she also cannot figure out how to pause this iPad and rips her microphone off and then storms out of the studio. <laughs> I can't watch this. I can't watch this. And you <laughs> break us. Sorry, I can't watch <laughs> this. My hair in the real She's Mary? Mary. I can't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the iPad was just playing a slideshow of all of Mary's accidental selfies when she was trying to pause the iPad from before. <laughs> Activated the camera by accident. It was like that scene uh, from It in the garage where the slideshow just starts coming to life. And it's getting closer and closer on her face. <laughs>
1: She's going to come out of the iPad. (laughs) Well, almost really. Well, I guess sent her to a panic attack. Although nobody
2: came to pick her up off the couch. Nobody moved. Production didn't move. (laughs) Nobody stopped anything. They waited a good 30 seconds after the door slammed to say, well, I guess we should cut.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How many times do you think this happens in a regular filming session with Robin? This is
2: totally normal. Yeah. Production didn't even flinch to this at all.
1: So she just leaves her little butt pillow and uh she's she's gone. Do you think they share that pillow?
2: the conjunctivitis pillow <laughs> is this the pink eye pillow that will be passed around?
1: Yeah, I have questions. Is it their own personal pillow that they bring with them?
2: I feel like Robin is the type of person to any couch that she goes to will treat that couch as if it is her own personal property to be used and abused in any way that she deems fit in that exact moment. So I feel like whether it was a doctor's office waiting room or a hotel lobby couch.
1: Mary's house.
2: She's, yeah, yeah a sushi bar waiting room. (laughs) There would be a pillow that Robin would grab just to sit on it. Oh, she... (laughs) It's just like the
1: pillow that's on whatever's there. Wow. Yeah, I, okay. that's what I'm
2: saying. Is I feel like she just lays claim to <laughs> whatever's there, that is hers and she's going to take full advantage of that. Uh, okay. It's the, a theory. The, the best <laughs> the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. <laughs> so, I, st- I stand by my assessment.
1: <laughs> Why hasn't Doctor Phil ever hosted one of these reunions? Because Robin keeps sitting on the pillows. Next episode: All but one of. <laughs> Hold on, I feel like that yeah, was- sounds,
2: sounds sounds familiar, right? Yep.
1: All but one of the sister wives have fallen out with their husband Cody. But how did we get here? The Browns look back at the huge ups and downs of the relationship roller coaster this family has been on. How did we get here? Where am I? Robin's going to be asking that next episode after she pops a zanny and gets back on that couch. What is happening? Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify.
2: Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash surviving pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week.